Hi, guys. You ready to talk about some technology and stuff? Technology and stuff? You want to talk about both of those things in this economy? <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped up. Okay. All right. Glad to hear it. All right. It's your show. Thank you for finally acknowledging <laughs> what we've all always known. Lex, Lex is very quiet to me, and I don't know if this is my weird audio He's hijack little, bug, yeah. but it's... Uh, he sounds a little quiet. Sounds a little quiet. Too. I'll give it some juice. I'll give it some juice. Juice it up. Yeah. Is he just reserved today? Is know, he, he's just a uh, small, small Lex. Reader. That doesn't sound like me. Is that I know. Him? That's what I was going to say. No, no improvement at all? You still sound pretty quiet. <laughs> he's muttering. Mutter, <laughs> mutter, mutter, mutter. <laughs> I can't decide if this is the bootleg or not. <laughs> is, is that better boot- now? Is yeah, that better? that's, that's better. a that's oh, a light yeah. treatment. There we go. There we go. I think I'm just gonna go with it. I'm not gonna adjust anything. People can people <laughs> yeah. people, can, people can hear it as we heard it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Good for yeah. them. Okay. Hey, I got I got to tell you something. <laughs> I'm uh, you breaking I'm up Apple, with us, John. I'm I'm Apple I'm Apple Fitness Plus guy now. Oh. Whoa. Hey, Apple yeah. Fitness Plus guy. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Hi. I'm... <laughs> I'm Dad. I'm John. <laughs> You're not sharing your workouts, as far as I know. I haven't seen anything oh, yeah, pop I up. Need, I'm not sharing this. my workouts with you guys. Oh, no come way. on. <laughs> oh no, I, I've uh, been doing a lot uh, the last like month. I yeah. what kind of classes? I do like you? Fitness Plus, uh, kickboxing Ooh, and yoga. Kickboxing. I haven't tried the kickboxing. Yeah. How's the kickboxing? It's good. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's nice. Um, I, He's getting a leg up on it. So it's, I, it's I did well. something to my shoulder like almost a year ago, and I haven't been able to lift weights. So uh-huh. um, I was trying to find something else to do, and other than take walks. And so uh, and now I'm doing I, that. I have I've dabbled a little bit recently too. I've been doing some of the yoga and some of the uh, core workout stuff. Not I I kind of go in waves, and I need to get better at being like consistent about it. It's the big thing. But I'll yeah. I'll do it like a couple a week, and I'll be like, oh man, that was last week. Last week, Dan was was really into that. This week, Dan is like <laughs> eating cookies and sitting on the sofa. Yeah, I mean, I go, yeah, yeah, I will go in waves. Um, but like that, that was pretty much my entire fall and winter mm-hmm. working on uh, cookies and and sofa. The cookie bottom. workouts are they're intense. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I just can't eat that many. I cookies. have closed my rings, and my rings are a cookie. <laughs> they're Oreo shaped. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, that's cool. Now I I like it. So I, yeah, I like it's nice plus. to just have that thing that is right there, and you know I'm already paying for it. So and what do you? What's your actual approach? Are you? Is it your Apple TV? Um, yeah, connected to an actual television. It's You're the not Apple to, like, TV. Phone, yeah, so it's nice because yeah. we um we we have two bathrooms in this house with showers, and um we had the 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 one in the basement is actually the one that has been redone the most recently, and so is actually the nicest, even though the one like right close to our bedroom is much more convenient. Um, but right outside the basement bathroom is uh you know now become like a TV uh sort of a workout area too so um there's there's an apple tv and you know a huge tv but a decent sized tv and it's it's good karen does her yoga there and now i'm doing i'm doing my stuff i've i've yet to do an apple fitness plus class i think maybe i've done one ever but i if it had predated my diving into the peloton ecosystem then maybe i'd be more into it but i, I don't see where it would fit for me right now 
I um I like some of the I mean I think they do a really nice job with the instructors. I haven't tried anything else, so you know, Lex, your experience at Peloton might be pretty similar in that way. But I feel like they do a nice job in Apple Fitness Plus, especially of having it feels very approachable, which makes sense for a you know a much more broadly focused fitness product than Peloton, right? Like Peloton, if you're if you're into Peloton, I feel like it's because like you got a bike or a treadmill or whatever, and so like you're kind right. of. You're, you're demonstrating a certain <laughs> degree a, of commitment to off the bat. monetary investment. That, <laughs> and, yeah. and I think for people like Apple Fitness Plus, obviously, is trying to appeal to like anybody who owns an iPhone and to make the barrier to entry as easy as possible. And so I think they do a nice job with the classes of doing the like, oh, if you don't have that range of motion or you can't do that action, like follow this person who will be doing some adjustments or, just, you know, do what feels good to you, right? Like do it feels like good for your yeah. body. Um, yeah and i find that i mix like sometimes i'm able yep, to do same. what the main person is and then sometimes i'm like nope yep, that, gotta do... <laughs> that leg doesn't go that far Don't, what I are gotta you gotta do about? gary in the back uh i i would say that peloton very similar although there's only ever one instructor at a time uh just most of the time but i mean it's funny i got into peloton early pandemic from their cardio class and stuff i had no equipment i just did their you know they had made it available their app available free for a while and so That's i was just doing you. their like cardio classes yeah it worked I'm just yeah. really looking forward to the Fitness Plus hosted by Tim. Like, I think that would be mm. like, wouldn't it be funny if like one day it's like, oh, there's a there's a biking class with Tim. Like, just <laughs> well, he exercises every morning. I know Dan. that's what I'm saying. I feel like, yeah. I, Good morning. Give me one more thing. Give me one more thing. <laughs> we are so excited you will be Close biking with rings. us today. Stay fit. See you next time. Uh, stay active. Stay active. Stay active. That's active. what they say. Close your say. rings. Stay active. Close your rings. Yeah. See you next, next time. time. Um, speaking of speaking of Tim, uh, did you guys read the GQ profile? I sure did. Yeah, I read set the aside whole twelve thing. hours and read the get. Yeah, exactly. Was it shorter yeah. or longer than John Gruber's wavelength post? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed shorter. It did seem shorter. Uh, <laughs> in both cases, I actually used them together. I, I asked the AI in wavelength to summarize the article for me, so I could save some time. I thought the mm, the GQ profile was pretty good. I mean, there's a couple points yeah. where it, it it falls back on some some lazy tropes, but I still feel like overall it actually did not feel either too like fawning or too right. um like critical. Dan, let me yeah. ask you this. Why are you still here? <laughs> I, I like I was talking to Jason Snell about this the other day. I could I could listen to that story ten thousand times and I have. And have. <laughs> I, I I was talking to Jason Snell about this the other day and I think he he was pointing out like Tim Tim doesn't seem to have any reaction to that story. He's like, yeah that happened. Moving on, yeah. right? And it's like I don't yeah. know what the takeaway from that yeah. story is supposed to be. I'm not mean. <laughs> it is funny though. You know, it's it it's pretty funny. I mean, I you know, I totally get. It's just like Tim, <laughs> Tim's. It's kind of a dick move. <laughs> it is kind of a dick move, and yet I also feel like you get that high level in Apple, and it's like, yeah, you should take care right. of this problem, right? Like, you, you yeah. Come, why are you still yeah, here? Exactly. Um, I was. I, I wrote to you guys. I was intrigued by two aspects of Tim in that story. The one that I wrote to you guys about was. He refers to the iPhone as the iPhone, <laughs> where I feel like if he's been, if it's an iPhone release, they never put the article the in front of it. He's like, you know, my thinking about iPhone is this, but he, he specifically said the iPhone several times, which they never do. So I thought that was interesting. Like, oh, he is a human being. Right. <laughs> he only talks like a robot when PR yeah. makes him. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I don't know if down. it was bad writing or just an awkward end, but it felt like the end of his, the, the interview time that the guy, the GQ writer had was weird. and then like oh, <laughs> Tim's gone. Like, he's right, right. and then Tim's Suddenly gone and was waving over. goodbye yeah it was, that part weird <laughs> i feel like maybe i'm done with you i'm done with you now it, find your way it out it did feel a bit like uh 
did feel a bit like, you know, that guy was caught by surprise or just looking for an ending to the story. Actually, you know what it reminded me of, Lex? Uh, there's an episode you tell there's me. an episode of Sports Night with William H. Macy. <laughs> well he which he is explaining to This show is just quickly becoming Dan recounting sports very night fast. <laughs> uh where he's like talking to the network suits about like why they should leave the show alone and he's like walk doing a circuit walk and talk. And the he coincides the finishing his talk with, and here you are at the exit. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's. Uh, I doing. I saw a little bit of discourse on Mastodon uh, earlier this week, Discord. where people were saying it's right, yeah, basically saying, you know, Tim comes off looking pretty good in this article overall, uh, but it's a shame that he remains so obsessed with in person work. And I really, I gave that some thought because Apple spent literally billions of dollars building out Apple Park um, and they want people back in those offices. Uh, Amazon wants people back in their offices. A lot of companies want people back in their offices. I get it. Um, but if there's also a lot of employees who don't want to commute into their offices all the time. And I, I thought that was an interesting point that I was, he, he did not say anything about remote work. He only talked about how it's really important that everybody come and work here. And so we made it really nice yeah. for people to work. Obsessed, here. I think, is taking it maybe a little too far, but like heavily invested. Surely. How dare you? Yes, I dare. I dare (laughs) daily. Um, Not to be confused with your daily Lex, your daily dare by Dan. Um, But I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, you know, I I think it behooves these companies to be flexible with their working, you know, strategies in terms of hybrid versus remote, because I think they get better people that way. But I also understand people with an attachment to the idea of in-person work. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily agree with it, but I don't think he's necessarily I think there's overly... a, Yeah, I think there's an over attachment to that. But... Yeah, I mean, we we are a... and, and and a lot of the attachment is based on <laughs> things that are bad. Mm. Bad management techniques. Sure. <laughs> like it must be validated by watching people sitting in a sitting in a chair. Yeah. Uh John, I've got good news for you. Uh Lex is going remote now. <laughs> I'm the only host of the show. Uh, I really prefer it when our employees show likes. up for their podcasts. I, I find it very, uh, you know, we've built this expensive Zoom room and people don't, exactly. don't come. I know, and what the hell? It's, you know, it right. makes me it's sad. Very, uh... It makes me cry inside. He does have a long commute to the Zoom, it is, though. It, so, is, it takes uh, him a while uh, to get here. Mm-hmm. I literally have no idea what happened. Uh, well, you, you, it was you've been funny, fired. Though. Yeah. Uh yeah. Anyway, so you I, can't fire him. He quit. <laughs> he quit the Zoom. It's true. I thought the it could, it could quite possibly happen again. The um was the was it the subhead for this story was like the last sane man in Silicon Valley or something like that. I feel like that was <laughs> was it really? I didn't I didn't catch that. I thought there was something that about seems... that. Uh, maybe I missed it, or maybe like I maybe I totally. Out. Oh no! He, Zach Barron described it on Twitter as went to Apple Park to profile Tim Cook, oh. the last sane man in Silicon Valley. Um. Which, you know, I, I feel like is kind of an interesting pit. Like, all those other CV- CEOs are insane. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, I can't really argue with that. Like, in a world of Elon Musk's but, and Mark Zuckerberg's, it is hard not to see Tim Cook as kind of like a, yeah. uh, you know, a- an alternative who is at least, you know, not just batshit. I don't right. find Microsoft CEO. That, yeah, I was going to bring him insane, up in particular. But... I, I actually do think certainly I think that these you know Tim is unusual in this way, but he also strikes me as insane in the interviews with him. Just a very different kind of insane, like like 
getting to the office, starting his day as early as he does and getting to the office as early as he does and then being there through seven or eight o'clock at night every night, like that's a lot of work time for a person who is already a billionaire and who runs a very successful company. Like I'm not saying that it's he's wrong to do it, but no, there's I something think, about it that strikes me as insane. In I do way. think he is a workaholic. I mean, like he seems like yeah. he doesn't have a lot necessarily go- addicted to work going, going on outside of work, right? Like... He talks about hiking and cycling and that kind of stuff, but he doesn't right. really... He doesn't have any kids. Yeah, he doesn't have a family. He doesn't have any... Lucky. <laughs> He's not going to host wow. turning this car around. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you, Lex, I guess, but he's, I guess, insane in a way that doesn't necessarily hurt his business. <laughs> it's the difference. Right. That's right. His insanity works for him. And for Apple. And he works for Apple. So everything works. Tim Apples. The, thing, the, the one piece that I thought was, was uh, or glad handing himself there or glad handing the company, I guess, is, is, uh, is talking about the App Store as a, oh, sure. as a t- place for developers and customers to have a two-way interaction. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a lot of bullshit. Is it just two? Is it just two involved in that relationship the other place, there? Or is there somebody else involved? The, the other place where I felt like he was very much on talking points and not in any way being genuine was when he was talking about... Yeah, I, I talked to Elon and I talked to Trump because, you know, it's really important to talk to people you disagree with. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I it don't is. Think he's, I, yeah. don't I don't think that that's what you're yeah. I don't I think don't know his that point you... was that it was important to talk to people you disagree with necessarily so much as it's important. I think it's he was playing politician there. I totally agree with you that, like, it's important to talk with them, not because I disagree with them, but because I need to get shit done. And, like... Yeah, I have to keep well, the lines of communication open, right? Like, I'm not going to just totally he, ghost them. He said that his quote is, I actually think it's even more important to engage when there's disagreement. When there's disagreement. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that was like, a, I don't like yeah. that guy's politics and I'm not going to talk to him so much as like, we disagree about a policy matter that I need to, as the CEO of this company, stand up for rather than... Yeah, but this was not just about Elon. This was in the, the same section as Elon and right, Trump. Right, but I'm saying when it came right. to talking to Trump, it's like it's not like, oh, the, the government has made decisions that are going to impact us. I'm just not going to talk to them about it. No, I'm the CEO of a trillion-dollar company. If I think they're doing something that's bad, I'm going to engage with them about it because what is the alternative as the CEO of this My company? takeaway in this conversation is that Dan loves Trump. I don't mm. know about the listener, but that's that My takeaway I... is that Lex just <laughs> falls back to that when he doesn't want to engage with my ideas. And as someone who disagrees oh. when I engage with, I feel it's more mm. important that we talk about this. Wow. See what I did there? Good evening. Good evening. I'm not engaging <laughs> with either of you. Fine, I'm already married. You know what I am engaging with, though, John? <gasps> tell me. I will tell you. You can't stop me. Now that spring is finally here, the days are longer, the flowers are blooming, and we can spend time outside in our yards. What makes this season even better? Sunday Lawn Care. Sunday is everything you need to get the lawn you've dreamed of, and I have dreamed of my lawn. This spring, go to GetSunday.com slash rebound and enter your address to get a customized plan created just for your lawn. No trips to the store or hauling heavy bags since they ship straight to your home. You just need a hose to apply Sunday. <laughs> I mean, and hands. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite TV show. And they only use ingredients you can feel good about. No harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods, or trying to keep your kids and pets off the lawn. Simply apply, let it dry, and you're back to enjoying your yard. Sunday is easy, and while some lawn care services cost more than $1,500 a year, Sunday's full-season plans start at just $109. Uh, Sunday hooked me up with a bunch of Sunday stuff for my yard, and uh, I gotta tell you, it worked. 
my yard looked green. Uh, I was pleased, and it was very, very easy and honestly, a little bit fun to apply. And Sunday's offering rebound listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $109, and you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit GetSunday.com slash rebound. That's 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Sunday for their support of this show and Sunday. <laughs> I'm grateful that they are championing one of my favorite days of the week. One of your top sevens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely the top nice. seven. Uh, at NNY? <laughs> I, uh, I bought something. Me too. I've been waiting and waiting until we get to the oh, stuff wow. we bought okay. section. Well, Lex, could you do the uh, Me stuff sitting we... around you using free things like an Lex, idiot. Lex, could you do the uh, stuff we bought <laughs> intro music? Stuff we bought. Stuff we bought. We can't wait to tell you about the shit we got. Ooh. <laughs> it really takes a turn <laughs> there in that last lyric. Yeah, really. That went hard at the end. It did. Uh, Dan, what'd you uh, so I finally put in my order for a Mac Mini. All these low, these oh. many months later, as I wait, did you get it today? As we recorded, it was had. on sale. I did not because I did not get the one that was on sale. I got a. Oh, it, the, okay. As far as I can tell, I haven't seen a discount on the M2 Pro. I've only seen discounts on the standard M2 model, the regular M2. Thank you. Maybe right about that. So I, I finally bit the bullet because I got to return my review unit in the next couple of weeks, and I was like, oh, I better mm. do it in enough time that I can actually move all my stuff over. Uh, so yeah, I put in that order over the weekend and it first it told me, it's like, oh, it should arrive between, you know, these couple days. I was like, oh, the end of that window is the day I need to send my review unit back. I hope it arrives at the beginning of that window. And then they emailed me like a day later. It's like, it's shipping. It'll be here in a week. And I was like, oh, great. That's actually going to make it in plenty of time. So I have lots of time to do that whole transition and figure out if I'm going to do a, I don't know, straight up migration or start fresh or I don't know. There's weird stuff. This. This has been restored from backups of like a machine of backups of, you know, like you just, it's the, it's the Mac of Theseus, you know, it keeps getting replaced. And I'm like, there's so much crap in here that's mounted up over the last decade that I want to start fresh, but I also hate the idea of reinstalling all everything. It is, it is pretty good to do. It's a pain in the ass to do. It but, feels good um, once you've done it. I know. You'll find, yeah, you'll find you, you, the, exp- the, the results are worth it. I think totally the uh like oh, all these app you know i'm sure there's like dozens of apps on here that i haven't used in years mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> scared john hold my hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i i do like setting up as new and figuring out what i need it's fun uh, every time i've done it and which i did most recently with this mac um i started with just you know copying you can literally just copy a list of files on your mac like of a folder and like all my applications and put them into a note and so I did that so I could see if uh, <laughs> what things I really felt like I had to install and what things I didn't. But I did it yeah. by hand, and it was nice. It was nice. So do you want to tell us exactly what you got? Yeah, I got a, I, uh, I got the M2 Pro, and then I upgraded. So I only got the – I didn't get the BTO option for the processor. It's like the 12-core. I got the standard 10-core Pro, and then I upgraded both the RAM to 32 and the, ter- and the eight hard drive to a terabyte. I really kind of went back and forth on i don't know on the ram especially like the review unit that i'm using now only has 16 gigs and it's been fine mm. i just like and it's so expensive to upgrade the ram but in the end i was just like well i'm just gonna try to get as much usage out of this machine as possible i never want to have to like think oh no what if i had gotten more ram and so that right. ended up doing that even though i i really wonder with the unified memory architecture and given that the stuff that i do on this is not the most intensive if i right. would have noticed I don't know. And listen, right. as as Abraham was told, God will provide the RAM. 
So that's that's always an option. <laughs> nope. I don't know if that plays to non-Jews. Anyway. <laughs> well, congratulations. When does it come? You said next week? Next week. Yes. Should arrive. Can't wait to hear back. Yeah. Old Testament jokes. <laughs> Testify. Um, that's, that's what people tune in for. Um, so I bought I bought two things. Whoa. Are, no need to one-up me. Man. Jeez. Wow. Spending money is, like is it's water. Mac, but things that were too expensive in one case. Um, so... And, um, Several things happened at once. One was Matt Howie had been posting on Mastodon about eliminating clutter from his desk and like you following some YouTube no, video. Okay. To um, he, he posted a link to a video on YouTube about a guy who was like, "I hit all the wires on my desk and the desk looks immaculate. Like it looks like when you see IKEA ads, <laughs> there's TVs and computers that have no cables. No cables, kinds. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and it's and Matt Howie's post was like, oh, this is so easy. You can do this in minutes. And then I watched the video. It was like, not in any way easy. And I did not do any of it. It was like, you know drilling holes in your desk and running wires down and um, mounting power strips to the underside of your desk where they're out of view. I, I did none of those things. But I was thinking I wanted to at least consolidate some of the wire nonsense. At the same time, I had this old HP um, USB-C hub uh, that was slowly dying. Its Ethernet port would work, but would sometimes need you to unplug and replug the Ethernet jack. And I talked to another friend who had the same device because it was issued by uh, a former employer that had us keep it when we left. And he had the same problem happening with his. So I was like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> so I was using one of those cheap USB-C hub things that you can buy for like 20 or 30 bucks that, you know, it's floppy <laughs> and has a handful of ports on there. You know the kind I mean. And I was annoyed because it didn't have enough ports for everything. And I was trying to think of what to do. Uh, for So... All of that to say, I bought two different things. I bought replacement speaker because my old speakers that I had gotten on Paul Kafasis's recommendation required two cables, one for the audio and one for power. It's two um, cables too many. Exactly. So Come I switched Paul. to, from somebody on Mastodon, I switched to a Creative Stage Air V2 was their recommendation. It's like a, a little sound bar that um, only uses a USB-C cable for both the audio and the power. Uh, and it sounds great. And then I was still trying to make my little stupid dongle adapter thing work and I, the one thing i knew was for sure i wasn't going to buy the the casey list recommended thunderbolt 4 dock that's 400 fucking dollars like that seemed ridiculous <laughs> to me and then eventually i got really pissed and i bought it you'll be and sorry I'm casey about it oh i bought it you I bought, bought a you, did. you okay. bought a 400 dollars dock i don't understand the obsession around the 400 dollars docks I, I is it, oh, I is it one it. of the ones? And I mean, love. is it like the wait? Is it the this is Cal for Digit or, it's the CalDigit yeah. TS4 Thunderbolt 4 dock with 18 ports, and I'm using many of them. And the reason what I disconnected it had something to do with it, so I don't know what the problem was. But I clearly pulled something that it didn't like uh, unintentionally, like when I was moving headphones or something, it it got bumped. Um, but until that moment, it's been great. I just I I man, man you was, really use all this stuff? What is connected? That is a to lot your of computer? dock. That looks like I mean, that's a, like a whole Mac Mini. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> I have. A lo- I mean, it's it's definitely smaller than Mac Mini, but I have a lot of things plugged into it right now. There's no, there's um, no. They should put a coin next to it because I can't. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a picture of it next. To me. Um, there's a size <laughs> of it next. It. To, there's a picture of it next to an old MacBook. <laughs> also, not that helpful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's it, I the, yeah, the what size is that MacBook? That's a that's a giant thing novelty for me was <laughs> looks like a seventeen inch. Yeah, it's definitely. I was saying to Casey like I, I don't want to buy your stupid expensive thing, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, but it, it is too expensive. But you set it up and then it just works on it. Never think about it ever. Uh, it has like three different headphone jacks. <laughs> like I can plug my headphones in anywhere. That part is not useful for me, but uh, it really does mean I can plug in everything, and it's great. And I sent you a picture of it next to my watch. So you can it see still it looks like it's almost now. I got it. <laughs> That's a lot of ports. A lot of ports. Yeah, you got. Yeah, I think you yeah. have a port problem. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. How dare you? Yeah, no, I didn't mean you. the poor chain. No, he's right. He's right. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm assuming that, but this also needs to be plugged in. So, yes. You've just added more cables. But I don't have to have a plug plugging into my laptop. But wait, but it has to connect. To, oh, I see. You say you you don't need to plug your laptop into power. I don't need an AC adapter gotcha. for the laptop. Okay. That's right. I mean, this. I guess this is a fundamentally an issue with you're using what M2 MacBook Air. Uh, that's yeah, correct. so you only have two ports. That's that's the. I only have two ports. That's what it comes down to. I have ports. two ports plus the power port. And you know, when I bought this laptop, if you remember, I was really struggling with the debate on what to do, which power adapter to get, because you can get the one that has two USB-C mm-hmm. ports. Mm-hmm. That's a weaker one, or you can get the bigger one. And Jason Snow was like, definitely get the two power. And I'm, I'm glad he said that. I liked it. All that said. <laughs> I thought that it was like some old Mac adapter where you could plug a thing into a second port and it also connected to the Mac. Do you oh. know what I mean? Like there was some Mac power adapter that also had like an Ethernet jack there in it is, or something. There's an iMac one. The iMac M1 iMac has an Ethernet port in this power and adapter. I thought it would be able to do that. Oh no, it's just it's, it's just two power ports. It's just power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- this is one of the reasons that I got more frustrated with using my MacBook Air as my main computer connected to this monitor was having to have a essentially like a small dock because otherwise I couldn't attach everything. And I will say the Mac mini, the nice thing about it is I can plug everything into it. I don't need a, I don't need a dock in any way. Like I, I have enough ports is great, but I do still have the problem with the, the, like you want to have like a hard drive attached to it or something. And there's not really a great way to do that. And, and certain stuff, like I have an audio interface on my desk and it's like, I don't know how to, what am I going to do with the cables connected to this? I have like two mics, headphones, and then it's plugged in via USB. And it's like, I'd love to get that rid of that clutter, but I, it, I need it accessible, right? It needs to be in a place I can reach like the yep. volume dials and stuff. And listen, I, I'm like I said, and I really do feel this. This is too much. It, it costs too much money. It's too expensive. And I was looking at a couple cheaper options from brands I was less familiar with and reading their reviews. And all of them seem to have four stars on Amazon. Um, but and not five. But I ended up going with this one basically because I trust Casey. <laughs> and I was like, okay, if he, if he likes it that much, uh, maybe he likes to just give people his referral link, which I did not do. <laughs> Fuck you, Casey. But, um, doesn't listen. but I don't know. I just, I, I do appreciate that. It, uh, the, the other thing is I w- admire that this one has that headphone jack on it because it means that like it's literally just one cable. So if I want to take the laptop out, it's one plug and that everything's out versus like when I had to unplug both the headphones. I, I, like, I, don't know. It's, I am a little sad. I love it. Like, I bought before I, I think, bought this, um, uh, the studio display on my old iMac. I had a pair of like really old speakers that Dan Frakes had given me that were like old review unit speakers. <laughs> and so it was like a 2.1 system. And I got annoyed with that like you, Lex, because that one had a ton of cables because it had a little control module and it had two speakers yep. and it had a subwoofer and all that. And I was like, this is too much. Um, and so I bought a pair of monitors, like, you know, just desktop speakers that connect to each other and just plug in via the, um, you know, the, the headphone jack. And I was like, these, these sound pretty great. They're kind of overkill. Honestly, they weren't like ridiculously expensive. It was like a hundred bucks or so. Um, but they, they sound really good. My only downside to them is they do like have a on off switch on them. And I don't leave them on all the time. Um, but now that I have the studio display, part of me is like, man, you know what? The studio display speakers, they're basically good enough for like everything that I would use, actually do on my Mac. Like if I were editing a podcast or something like that, if I were not using headphones, basically, I actually feel like these speakers are fine for the stuff I do on my Mac. Um, 
but now I have these speakers and I feel like, well, I paid a hundred bucks for them. And like, and they definitely sound better than the studio display one, but like enough better that it matters. If I'm listening to music or something, I'm usually putting it on home pods or headphones or something like that. So I feel that I probably could have gotten by without them, but now that I have them, I don't want to get rid of them. Yeah. I get oh, well. it. I, I, I thought about getting the, the studio display recently when it went on sale, but it's it's smaller than my current display, which works most of the time. <laughs> so I did not. Do I, I really like the studio display. I'm, I mean, maybe it's because... Even I, with a stupid camera? I, I don't mind the camera. I mean, honestly, I just was on a couple like shows with video recently, and it's fine. It's, is it amazing? No, but I can use continuity camera if I really need a great camera. Um, just mostly I feel like you know, it is expensive for what it is, but um, I don't know. I was a big iMac fan, and since it's basically the same display as my old iMac, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, costs more than costs more than like three of my hubs. I don't know. Yeah, putting that together with the amount that I paid for the Mac Mini does like. Since I'm glad I broke it up into two, <laughs> like I bought the display <laughs> and then didn't buy the Mini for several months because it feels less of a ding than like buying the both at the same time and realizing. Oh, I think I just spent like three thousand dollars on a computer. <laughs> yeah, pretty frustrating. Uh, well, good news, guys. We do happen to have a shit ton of questions from Rebound Prime members. Uh, I don't All know right. if either of you have heard of Rebound Prime, but it's prime.reboundcast.com. <laughs> news to me. News to me. Damn it. It's uh, you get a bootleg each week. That's a raw recording of the episode with all the stuff I screw up, <laughs> and the other guys don't make mistakes, but I do. And uh, you get a bonus episode each week. You get to participate in our Rebound Discord, and you get to submit the questions that we answer on this podcast. Uh, starting with, um, uh, listener me here asks, what are your favorite stories about your co-hosts? <laughs> That's a dangerous... Uh, I, my favorite stories about my co-hosts. I don't, I don't know. That's rough. I don't know either. I hate these yeah, questions about what is your favorite thing about this? Because the answer is I never remember anything. And I'm sure there are stories that I've heard that I've, I've really enjoyed. Uh, but if you ask me on the spot what they are, I, I, I'm old. I don't remember these things. Like, uh, this is not what I think Mihir was going for. But uh, there's when I think about Dan, I think about two things. One, I like that Dan is a published novelist. I have many friends who write and have even published books. I don't have many friends who are published novelists, and Dan is one. So I like that oh, about thanks. Dan. And yeah, I appreciate that um, I once Stealing. did a podcast <laughs> interview where I was asking the question on the show. What the hell is it called? Uh, I can't think what the show's called, but I asked the question, how do sketch, please sketch artists work? Like I could never accurately describe what somebody looks like. And they were like, we're going to have you work with a police sketch artist and pick a friend to describe. And I picked Dan. It's true. <laughs> and Dan, I think I, at some point I sent you the pencil oh, yeah, I've drawing. Seen it. To- yep. And it made the rounds for a while because it could, like I had other people tag me in like reading. Every little thing. That's what the podcast I had other people who like not even in our like community listen yeah. to that podcast and they'd be like, is this you? <laughs> It's like, yeah, sort of, I guess. So that's a story about me as much as about Dan, but I like your picture. Uh, And then Moltz, I mean, Moltz literally wrote a book about one of my kids' favorite games. That's exciting. And I like that Moltz... uh, Part of of the book. I like that that Moltz um, has so many websites because that speaks to me. (laughs) That I still still have to maintain, which is kind of a pain in the butt. I I feel like, you know... I don't know. I have really fond memories of this. Like um, this comes up in my like photos every once in a while because it pops up those those pictures. And I, there was a MacWorld or a WWDC or something. <laughs> what? I don't know what story you're going to say, but it's reminding me of a fun story with you and me okay. at one of those events. 
Uh, there are lots of those, but, uh, I ended up, I don't remember why John, but like, I ended up hanging out with you and Karen and Hank when he was very little. Oh, yeah. And like, we like, oh my God, like we went out to eat and like walked around yeah, Chinatown, we to Chinatown and stuff like that. Yep. I don't know. It was a good day. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed just walking yeah. around and hanging out. I don't remember why we ended up doing that other than it was just like, oh, we're both I don't here. Why we did that either. I mean, I think we just had time open. We were like, yeah, let's, you know, let's hang out. Um, and of course I have very fond memories. And again, this is taking a page from, from Lex's uh, playbook of uh, things that are mu- as much about me as they are about John, but uh, our, our presentation at Macworld, uh, <laughs> where we did the, on the Macworld show floor, we did our presentation about what was the, what was the, the premise of it uh, with Scon for Ive and I don't know. I don't like, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. They um, let us do I a, think, well, they, because it was based, it was uh, based on, um, well, uh, Jaws, right? Um, yeah. Greg Jaws, I mean, it started, somehow we started off with Greg Jaws Weak being uh, a strange combination of Steve Wozniak Woz and, 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 Jobs. and Jobs, yes. And then we, we said, well, I guess you said, but people don't know about Scon 4 <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I don't know. And we had this twisted yeah. image I of Nevin Mergan made Johnny Ive and Scott Forstall. And... Like it was like a morph that like failed halfway yeah. through or something. I, right, it was, right. This was at the Macworld Expo that was like the last, it was the one where Apple did not show up. Uh, and I just remember yeah, us being. Well, and then that was the best yeah. one because that was when the, the, guy, the German the guy, guy came asked up and asked us about where, where the Apple booth, where the booth was. was, and he was very sad. Uh, <laughs> and he was very, very disappointed. Uh, but I don't know. I I have fond memories of you and me and Paul Kafasis <clears throat> just doing this stupid fucking panel that like it was yeah. just uh, excuse yeah. for us to tell jokes for forty minutes or something. Exactly. Yeah. What I was laughing at before I knew which story Dan was going for was there was. Some company was dumb enough to send, well, honestly, the company wasn't dumb. The company sent a drone to Macworld's offices. This was early drone era. What was dumb was Macworld let me and Dan play with it. And we were both in the San Francisco office. And we are using it. And it's like terrifying because we are both terrible at it. I was much worse at it than Dan was because it was before they got good at letting you steer those things well. It was, it was not fun to I have a great video at some point because I think yeah. we immediately crashed it. Like like 30 yes, seconds. We, we eventually broke it. No, we, we oh, probably we, had about 20 minutes oh, before no, no, we broke we, it. Like, I remember we i actually hurt myself like because i steered it into myself at one point uh this was also, we, there's video there's onboard video, video yeah, from there's it, video of it approaching a lot you. of this yeah, being terrible um that we then had to edit together into like a video form ostensibly for the site uh yes they let us do a lot of stupid shit when lex and i worked at macworld that's true oh <laughs> uh, so good question here even though we judged you for it uh, oh. One more, one more thing. The, the, uh, a story that I've told like a few times about Lex was apparently one, and and I don't think you ever published this, right? But there was a time when you were re- you recorded a podcast, and the <laughs> your side of the audio got screwed up, so you went back and you re-recorded your entire side. Yeah, that did <laughs> and happen. you know, like as responses to the person that you were talking to. It was Dan. To. It was with Dan. <laughs> yep, oh, that was man. a podcast that never but, aired, right? Yeah, Jason didn't yep. like it. Uh, <laughs> you guys have no chemistry, weirdly enough. You see it right, right. It sounded so yeah. stilted. <laughs> it was me basically doing an impression of myself. Um, good question here. Lynx asks, with the miniaturization going on and on, do you think we'll see a Mac in a keyboard like the Amiga and Atari ST, if you remember? <laughs> Aren't we then? I mean, wasn't that the Apple one? No, that's... <laughs> Not basically. I would love was. to see that. Um, I think there that has been rumored a few times, um, but you know, is one of those things that it's, is probably just being worked on someplace and may or may not ever isn't ship. Isn't kind of every Apple laptop a Mac in a keyboard? Kind of. 
Mm, Touche. Mm. The problem the problem with that is like if something goes wrong with the keyboard, you have to lose the entire yes. machine when it goes in for repair. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't. It's like a laptop, but <clears throat> but a desktop shouldn't have to be like a laptop in that regard. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, I I don't think I think they could do it very easily. I don't think there exists a reason for them to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like this podcast. It's very easy for us to make it. Just no <laughs> well, reason why for it do to we exist. do it? Uh, Dan M. Not Morin says that's what literally the name says. Do you have any Republican friends? If so, do you discuss politics <laughs> or other controversial topics with them, or do you engage in imaginary conversations with them where you brilliantly or angrily point out the error of their ways? <laughs> I don't anymore. I gotta say, I, yeah, there was somehow a time. I lost them all. I don't know what I did. No, I, I think there yeah. was a time where it was like people i disagreed with but it was like it was okay but it, it quickly has escalated it in the last okay, 20 years right. over the last two decades it has quickly escalated to the point where it's like no uh well uh, yeah so we know we know some people i mean particularly like people who hank was friends with their kids um and they but but all of those people um you might have voted Republican in the past <laughs> and still probably vote Republican in certain circumstances, but definitely do not, you know, we're not voting for Trump, yeah, et cetera. Right. My cousin, my so, cousin, um, um, my cousin's husband, when he was younger, he was a nice staunch Republican and he's like a, uh, like a teaches, uh, high school physics. He's very like socially liberal, but like, I think he grew up in the era of like Ronald Reagan and some of that and like felt some of that was responsible. But since like, George W. Bush, I think he has been like, no. And yeah. Flipped my, parents, entirely. my parents are kind of like that. I mean, my parents voted for, you know, Kennedy 60 years ago, but uh, then like through the, I think through the 70s and 80s and 90s were very Republican, but then, you know, did not vote for Bush the second time, um, voted for Obama the first time, but not the second time, and then have voted for the democrats ever yeah, since then. i have a i have like the also the one my one cousin who is like we joked about them being sort of the black sheep of the family because everybody else in the family is like a teacher a librarian like works for a non-profit housing agency all this and then there's one cousin like among these five siblings there's one cousin who works has worked for a succession of defense contractors <laughs> uh <laughs> and lives in utah um and mm. is I, but even he, like, he is a smart guy, and I like, I, can't, I have not asked, but I cannot imagine him in a million years voting for Trump. Like, I think he's, I think he would happily vote for a what he thought was a sane Republican. Um, but I don't, yeah, that short supply these days. One hundred percent of my parents voted for Trump every time he was on the ballot. Um, <laughs> and... So, do you have conversations with them, or do you just have the imaginary ones? We try really hard not to have conversations about it. the rule is that we do not discuss politics. Um, the, and you know, my answer isn't exactly the same answer. I have a couple of friends, my closest local friend, uh, you know, if, if, if people in their forties, et cetera, talked about best friends, like probably one of my best friends in Jersey, um, voted for Trump every single time. Uh, and was also like totally anti-mask and anti-vax. His kids still aren't vaccinated. And I would say it negatively impacted our friendship and I would not consider him to be that same caliber friend anymore. So it's sad. Thanks for the depressing question, Dan M. Not more. <laughs> um, no, but it really, it really was a bummer. Uh, and we have on occasion tried to figure out ways oh, to maintain yeah. a friendship. But like when you disagree about everything, yeah. I had, like, that, that's fundamental. That, that is so, yeah, that's so tricky. Like I, I was just like um, looking up the other day, a uh, one of our very good friends from college when we were in like, 
he was a year younger than us, but he's, we sort of like took him into our group and like we became good friends. And after college, we would like play video games a bunch. And then he, he was always, I think, a little bit more on the fiscally conservative guy side. His parents were business owners. They had immigrated from Switzerland. Like, and I think there was certainly like the tax and like fiscal aspect to it. But like ever since he got married and his wife was definitely way more conservative, he went like way off like the deep end and like we definitely got the like you know oh you shouldn't vote for obama because he's a muslim like emails from him and we were like well so i guess we're not really i haven't talked to this guy in a decade probably (laughs) so yeah Yeah. uh but i don't do imaginary conversations uh so let's see what else we got these are less depressing questions yitz wants to know what would you add to airpods max to make them more compelling I do love AirPods Someone Max. took my joke from, I think it was, was it Zach in the Slack who said a, a lower price tag? That was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good answer. Um, hmm. I also, I, they're, the fact that they don't have an off mode unless they're in their weird case is a little bit dumb and they don't fold up very small. <laughs> so I would try to change those things, but I love them. I've I've never even tried a pair on. I'm very happy with my AirPods Pro for the most part, and I don't know what I would use my AirPods Max for, because like because they're so big and bulky. Like I love the AirPods Pro just go everywhere with me, and like I can walk around and wear them, and I don't feel like I'm wearing heavy headphones. Otherwise, I'm sitting right. at my desk, and I've got wired headphones here. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have an answer for this question, honestly. I don't know what the 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 pods is doing in the airpods max name like what what is a pod at this point? oh no it's just it's just selling it's brands right it's it's keeping that ipod right lineage mm. alive i'm i still remember i was sad when they changed the name of the ipod app on ios devices mm-hmm. to music mm-hmm. which was I not was the wrong too. decision but i was sad uh i guess not uh here wants to know like if Jeez, gq did a profile of you which location would you suggest for taking your pictures <laughs> Did Tim pick an unusual place for his? I mean, he was like he's like in Apple Park. He's, he's like wandering like, around. He was in yeah. Apple Park. Yeah, I would also pick Apple Park. I, I would pick the Oval Office or Tim Cook's house. <laughs> <laughs> I would pick my podcasting basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess my but office because I have I have new art. I have new art in my podcasting basement. I'd pick my I office pick. and make give me. You know why? I would pick my office because it would give me an impetus to actually clean it up. <laughs> is it, is it Susan yeah, Care artwork, John? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's a giant poster of the Enterprise D. Nice. nice. I have a Susan Care artwork that I've had that I've had for years and years and years, and I was it was finally just like, oh, hey, it's just been leaning up against the wall. I can put this up here, nice, and cover up the unfinished wall. <laughs> See, that's what posters are great for. <laughs> um, I I have long maintained that if I had infinite wealth. Besides doing lots of good for the world, I super want to build my home office as a recreation of the Oval Office. <laughs> so that's, oh that's what God, I'm going to do. Really? I just think it'd be fun. Um, <laughs> Oval Walls, man. Who has those? Nobody. Uh, Brian Moon asks, have any good jury duty stories? <laughs> I don't know why I can't speak. Have any good rural jurors? Have any good jury duty stories? Asking because I'm serving my jury duty right now. Ugh. Uh, I get impaneled every time I get called for jury duty. Uh, that's four for four. <laughs> And sometimes it's like dumb personal injury stuff. Sometimes it gets thrown out before you actually have to do anything. And then one time I had a truly horrible experience getting put on a trial about uh, 
child molestation and it was as awful as you could possibly imagine and i think i probably have ptsd from it that i never dealt with and it was awful i remember an album that had come out just at the same time by they might be giants my favorite band i can't listen to that album because i would listen to it every day on the way to and from the thing and it was horrible it sounds awful that is terrible yeah jury deadlocked 11 to 1 and uh one guy would not trust the word of the kids is what he said in the jury room and literally one of the jury questionnaire questions was, could you trust the word of a kid over an adult? And it was actually <laughs> two kids. And you could only be on the jury if you said yes. And this guy said, I would never trust a kid over an adult. And so two jurors, me and a person sitting next to me, wrote a note to the judge saying, hey, this person is doing this and that's not what we said, blah, blah, blah. And so then we each got called <laughs> into the courtroom where we had to testify. So yeah, the guy said this. Then they called that guy and said, hey, those other two jurors who came out said that you said that. You, and he's like, you know, I didn't say that. And then they just made us continue deliberating. And it was oh, well, that's so. not really a good story, but it's a... <laughs> that's no. not a, Yeah, no, that's not a good story. Oh, I'm sorry. I misread the question. That was simply a jury duty story. Do yeah, you guys have any yeah. good jury duty stories? <laughs> I... My, they might... No, I, I have not been... I have not sat yet. I keep <laughs> I keep getting out of it, um, which I, know, I shouldn't do. But, um, but at the same time, as someone who works for himself, I also don't make money if I go to jury duty. So, um, and I don't make much money to begin with. So, <laughs> it's... It's a little difficult for me to go, but the last time I was called, I sent, you know, I, I sent in basically the same letter that I have and said, you know, I, if I go, I can't make any money. I need money in order to live. And, um, <laughs> and they said, uh, they said, we will excuse you, but you, <laughs> they sent back this and I, I considered it done because it's worked every time in the past, but this time, like they sent a, in a notice back saying, we will excuse you if you send them a, <laughs> a letter from your boss. <laughs> I was like, and I never sent anything in. I was just Dear like, sirs. I already did that. I am my own boss. So I got called once in college and they wanted me to serve like when I basically I was going to be away at school. And I was like, eh, I can't I go to school several hours away. I can't come home for jury duty. And they're like, that's fine. We'll reschedule you and you'll uh, you'll serve later in the summer. And then they're like, never mind. And then I did not get called for like 15 years. Uh, And I finally got called again. It was only a couple years ago. And I went and it was actually in my hometown, um, which was odd because like don't live in the same district. Um, But I guess they don't always call you in the same district. And I went for the day and I watched the video and sat in the room. Um, I'm trying to remember if this was even during the pandemic. It might have been. And... uh, I got as far as getting into the room and they like were picking people to be on the jury. They tackled him and wrestled him. They just took me out. Uh, It was a, Mm -hmm. I think it was a DUI case maybe. It was some sort of driving uh, incident case, but like they didn't, they didn't get to me basically. They filled the jury before they got Mm -hmm. to me. So I was dismissed. So I've never, never, like John, never sat on a jury. My one good story is I did kind of 12 angry man one jury i was on about a slip and fall thing where they thought that maybe the restaurant was negligent but i pointed out that like what what's not negligent for cleaning up your outside eating area and if they really did have a piece of lettuce on the ground and they were sweeping every 10 minutes was that enough people like, yeah that's probably enough but no evidence had been presented and so i, I convinced everybody that there was no liability good stuff were you in the uh, pocket we're going to go big to, yeah we're gonna go to the <laughs> bonus round just because we have to answer these quickly so we have time to do a bonus episode uh skylar blue says how do you pronounce uh, as Skylar wrote it, how do you pronounce Wednesday? I say Wednesday. 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 I do say February, though. I do pronounce that February. first. Um, I try to, actually. No. Yeah. Okay. Josh wants to know which city has the best pizza and why? 
This was set up definitely as a trap. Chicago. Okay, just kidding. I, this is this definitely there, is, are, and I I don't even ha- I don't even have a like I don't I don't I have nothing against deep dish. Uh, I I don't order it. It's usually not available from the places that we get pizza anyway. Um, but okay, it, and it's not what I consider traditional pizza particularly, but it's good still. Yeah, here, so here, hot, that's ready, nice. Hot take: <laughs> pizza is delicious. There is, yeah. I think, no city. You can have good pizza in any place. You can have bad pizza in any place. No city holds yeah. a monopoly on good pizza, is my thing. You can get good pizza in Boston. You can get bad pizza in Boston. I wouldn't say Boston's the best yeah. pizza city. There, I don't know. I would say that um, my f- like, if I had to pick only one pizza to ever ha- exist for the, all eternity, it would probably be like you know the kind of thin slice that you could get, you know, like Brooklyn. Style. The um, correct answer is New York City fold, slash Brooklyn. That you fold over. Um, <laughs> so that's the answer. Um, Ask me answered. Uh, Holger made fun of me because there's a surfer issue that's been fixed. Uh, Josh also asked what favorite bagel. Uh, as I talked about on your <laughs> Daily Lex earlier this year, uh, I avoided everything bagels for my entire life because of the onions inside oh. them and then found out that they don't have onions in them during the pandemic and now i love everything bagels. oh my god i love uh, yeah that oh so if we're just talking about kind of bagel yeah uh, everything for sure i i've defaulted to everything just because i started to feel like other bagels that i like and i like most bagel flavors were not flavorful enough but i i will say the place near me has occasionally made both egg everything and pumpernickel everything and those are yeah mm. chef's kiss also, not enough Those places do a good garlic bagel. Just straight up good garlic. I like bagel. a multi-grain everything, and I do love a garlic bagel, but I try not to eat them because they're also disgusting. No, they're not. Like, they're delicious. <laughs> but they're not. Yeah, they're Marble not bagels, disgusting. good. Pumpernickel bagels, good. Right uh, I, I have very few bagels that I don't like. I don't like blueberry. I don't think yeah, that's. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a bagel flavor. I, I know it is. I know. But I agree. Like, it's yeah, not, I don't. I don't think you John get that Sir at a real bagel place. Chat. But you see them. I you see them. I don't. I I don't agree with it fundamentally. Horrible. And I don't particularly yeah. like my. My wife really likes black olive bagels, and that's not really for me. Oh, no. No. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Well, come on down. I do love black. Next time you're in town, I'll take you. We have a great bagel place near us. I'll take you there. We'll get some good bagels. And then finally, I'm curious everyone's answer on this. Mr. E-Man asks, how much Seth Meyers does Lex watch? I have no idea why this question has been posed. Bolts, what's your take? Uh, I'm going to say 50%. Okay. I'm going to say 33%. None. I never watch Seth Meyers. I I watch 0%. I I read the New York Times. That was way off. The New York Times most days recaps the late night shows, which is like about the only time I'll ever see them. And the reliably for a long time, the only two people I actually laughed at were jokes from Seth Meyers and Trevor Noah. Um, I don't know why Seth Meyers, I get maybe he's, he's a local guy too. So maybe that's just that his delivery works for me, but I, I will say this. And maybe this is part of Mr. E-Man's question. I, I feel some kind of connection to Seth Meyers. Like he feels like a person I know, although I do not know him at all. <laughs> like I just, but I feel that with him. I feel a bond with Seth Meyers who has no idea who I am. That's fair. Well, is he TV handsome? He doesn't seem quite TV handsome or something like that, right? He seems a little bit more a little, average looking. A little gawky looking? I don't know. I mean, yeah, what the I fuck know. are you yeah. trying to say yeah. here, Maltz? <laughs> <laughs>